0: Today is our 50th episode, so we've decided to do something different. Let's see if you can figure out what that difference is. Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports we are the fn podcast for fn fans of fn sports teams every episode we explore the heartbreak horror and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan i'm your pessimistic host and chicago fan furious george and i'm here with my miserable co-host and detroit fan the man in michigan hat man in michigan hat what's going on today
1: on this episode, since we've reached a milestone, we wanted to do an unhinged, unedited, uncut, unbelievable, uncircumcised, underwater, unforeseen, unforgivable, acapella version of all our music. There are seriously no edits in this episode. Anything we say can and will be used against us in a court of law.
0: But before we get into all the sports talk, we need to get through our vent sessions. So, man, Michigan Hat, fire away.
1: All right, so my first vent sesh, which this is going to be a common one for really all the Big Ten teams, uh, is that Nico Collins has declared he's opting out of the 2020 season, uh, Michigan's best wide receiver last year. Um, So it's just, it's kind of one of those bad side effects and the fallout that you get from having the season be shortened the way it is um so i mean it's happening to other teams ohio state i know uh, one of their cornerbacks and one of their offensive linemen have uh, decided to opt out so just frustrating and we'll talk more about the big 10 and their return to play but this is what happens when you take as long as you did so
0: furious what about you well i am (laughs) upset about the bears and how they've been handling the whole Allen robinson situation if you're listening to this you're probably aware of what's going on but if in case you're not Allen robinson is very deserving of a contract extension and the man has been left out to dry without one um sure he's not a household name necessarily like deandre hopkins or amari cooper or julio jones but the man is very good he's played extremely well considering he was a wide receiver at jacksonville blaine bortles blake bortles i'm sorry and now in Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky. So it's just frustrating that the Bears allowed it to get to this point because, to be honest with you, Allen Robinson is deserving of a contract, um, of an extension. It's, it's unfair and unreasonable to him that he is still playing without one, being as good as he is. Um, mm-hmm. And for everybody out there that's concerned about it, all I'll say is indications today from the press conference were very good one that he was willing to speak to the media Two that everybody else all like all his teammates are vouching for him he has said himself he doesn't want to leave chicago i think there's a long extension coming the question is when will it come will it come during hmm. the season or will there be drama that bubbles up from it during the season if it doesn't come in time
1: well didn't he last time he was in a contract season tear his acl like that during the yes. his contract year or something, so I mean, I understandably he doesn't want to put himself at risk and play when that hasn't been worked out yet. So, so yeah, so a, um,
0: apparently, part of that too is <laughs> the Bears have apparently offered <laughs> they they've put out offers, but they are not at the same number. It sounds like, um, and if you look at it from the Bears' perspective, they might be saying, "Look, the last season of your last contract year, you tore your ACL, so we want to see what happens." And A-Rob, like you said, is probably trying to secure his future.
1: (laughs) Exactly, right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I tore my ACL. Yeah, so so it's
0: a conflict of interest. But Allen Robinson is by far the – he is -hmm. the straw that stirs the drink (laughs) for the Bears offense. He is the most important piece to it um, because Trubisky has so much confidence in Robinson. Um, Mm -hmm. Robinson had something like 67% of his catches were like – um, what were they considered? They were like not contested. No, 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 Maybe they were con- No, 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 no. There, there were like a bunch. There was a high percentage of his catches last year were like deemed like uncatchable or something. Mm. Like he, he, the man does work. And the numbers he puts up yep. with subpar QBs really is deserving of an extension. So, uh, Ryan Pace, I know you're listening. Um, please, please call out Al- Allen Robinson right now and, uh, give him all the money um and as
1: a show we've already uh between the two of us we've talked and we'd be willing to contribute up to ten dollars to the contract fund um, ten
0: dollars plus i will give i will give my right kidney so if you need to sell my kidney i don't know why my right one maybe my left one is worse it's Which,
1: probably not worth as much right
0: maybe whichever my <laughs> kidney is just in best shape i will sell that one and you can have the money from that kidney to pay alan robinson
1: it's a very generous offer. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, and unfortunately, based on the transition we said, anything I said can and will be held against me in <laughs> court of law. So, it, no editing that it, out. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> if Pace comes and he's like, this man will not give me his kidney, I, uh, oops, <laughs> it's, it's here yeah. and they can use it.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: So, normally, here is where we would switch over to our five minute major and 2-Minute Warning, and our 24-second shot clocks, as we've been doing for uh, probably close to... I'm going to say 25-ish episodes by now is when we yeah, made that change.
1: Close to half our episodes, yeah. at least. So, yeah. um,
0: but we are looking at uh, a lot of sports news, plus the fact that Shane and I can't really do sound effects that great. So we're, we're doing the best <laughs> we can on acapella, um, but sound effects would be a little more challenging. So... We're just gonna do more old style. We have a bunch of topics. We're gonna talk about them. I don't know. I. We're just gonna see how long we talk. It might be a while. Maybe it won't be. But there's so much big news all over the place. So there's no. Yeah,
1: simple episode again. No guests. No sound effects. No structure. Uh, just kind of getting back to why we started the podcast in the first place. That's right. And uh, (laughs) yeah, we obviously our
0: primitive caveman episode. That's why we said (laughs) uncircumcised. (laughs) <laughs> in the transition <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah it's like obviously we we like the direction the show is going in uh we've made those changes because we think it's good for the show but yeah just a fun way to kind of bring it back uh yeah yeah to where we, we should
0: have recorded this without, without our mics
1: <laughs> on our phones again like <laughs> yeah the, the first, first episode time.
0: yeah <laughs> right um but <laughs> getting into our news today um there's no news that's bigger than that the big 10 is officially back um Mm. uh the big 10 football conference by the way if you were thinking of big 10 which is that dude you know at the bar that you go to on saturday nights that's not who we're talking about we're talking about the big 10 football college college football conference is back (laughs) eight game schedule that starts on october 24th man the michigan hat Uh. you're the you're the person that's a fan of a team in the big 10 what are your thoughts
1: Okay, so as I said a while ago, <laughs> there's a lot of issues with this. I am happy football's back, obviously, yeah. as a fan of Michigan and the Big Ten. But this just highlights the issues again of, okay, eight-game schedule, October 24th. That's way too late to start. There was talk about they'd start October 10th. There was talk about... Uh, um,
0: uh, at Sir Yacht reported October 10th. And thank you, by the way, Sir Yacht. You may have had some inaccurate reporting throughout, but you gave us hope and light in a dark world Mm -hmm. and here the 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 darkness has now become light again and we have the glory that is the big 10 returning to the forefront go ahead
1: and yeah any inaccuracy that he had to do that we saw from him is because he had to deal with the same thing from the big 10 i think just today he tweeted something that showed all the ways they've went back and forth and changed their minds on things and yeah it's Yeah, it's just been a mess, but just frustrated again that why is it taking until October 24th, which is going to be over a month after other teams have started playing. Um, So it raises the question, why is the Big Ten back? Is it because we've had drastic changes with uh, the health concerns and with COVID? Is uh, the coronavirus going to be gone by October 24th? Do they have some news we don't have? They must be, right? Why is it safe to play again? Or could this somehow be connected to other things like TV contracts Mm. and money and the fact that you canceled your season and thought everyone else would too and then the SEC, ACC called your bluff and now you kind of have to have football. Mm. Could it be one of those reasons? Because I don't think there's any big medical changes. Hmm, It's just interesting. I wonder, yeah, what led to that decision? I'm glad they're back, but it begs the question, why did you cancel the season to begin with if – it was such a if you did it for health reasons, why are you coming back for non health reasons? Just interesting. Some questions I
0: yeah, so I'd like to ask. Definitely uh and w- actually if you haven't heard our Sir Yacht interview, you need to go back and check out that episode. Um obviously there's been a lot of news that has transpired since that interview, but it's still interesting now, especially with an official kind of looking back on that. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> But one of the things that Sir Yacht said multiple times in our interview with him, was he just said, he was like, this has never been about player safety, is what he said. No, And, yeah, I it's so obvious to me. And um, I'm a big listener of 670 The Score, uh, 670 AM here in Chicago. And uh, one of the hosts today, I didn't hear the whole thing. So, in fairness, I don't have the entire context. But at one point, he was talking about, like, something about, like, the – analytics or certain numbers and statistics of how like that the health numbers have changed and everything and how how, how everything must have had to change in order for them to play but it's right. like no that's that has nothing to do with it this is never about their safety it was never about their health the players for the most part wanted to play anyway and so did the coaches uh, It was all about money and the reason it canceled in the first place was money because lawsuits they wanted to make sure they didn't face lawsuits but now when all the other conferences are playing they're going to try to come back because money so okay. and, s- and
1: the schools are still not allowing students yeah. nothing's changed just the fact that they're going to play now you you need to have football yeah um, and and Suryat actually
0: yeah. also reported today according to his source that now the Pac-12 wants to get back in um yep. after they canceled like Ohio State so Pac twelve must be like the uh the Big Ten's little brother just follows <laughs> follows him around everywhere. Hold our hand, we'll lead you through this. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they might want to follow somebody else uh, <laughs> because <laughs> not really setting a great example.
0: <laughs> but uh I he he was saying that the restrictions out west are so much higher. And yeah. really and this is you know, I don't want to get political on this show, but when it comes down to politics basically that's what's been dividing the country all the way down to its foot its college football teams because you have a lot of states primarily in the south that are mm-hmm. more of a conservative point of view for you know, like that's just a blanket statement obviously but you look at yeah. SEC and ACC and a lot of the Big 12 are in these more rural states mm-hmm. or southern states where conservative values are more important than liberal values and mm-hmm. they're all playing and then you have the Big 10 and the Pac 12 that have more liberal states that populate them and mm-hmm. they 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 value the liberal values more and that has been kind of probably one of the greatest challenges Really, yeah, um with all of this stuff is the politics it was reported at one point that the Michigan governor, I don't remember her name right now um Whitmer Whitmer, okay Gretchen I remember well, Gretchen because yeah. that's such Gretchen. a biatch name, but uh classic Gretchen yeah, but she uh she was like a large reason why Michigan and Michigan state at one point were not going to play um, yeah, but my underst- and to be f- yeah. my understanding is that this time the big ten all teams are playing is that right?
1: Yeah, unless a single one chooses to opt out. But I think they had the vote and everyone voted, too. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, again, it's a question of did they actually have the vote or not, yeah, maybe. Right. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, to be fair, like a lot of these bigger cities you have are in the um, yeah West Coast and northern states. So like I do think, like you said, a lot of it's political. Um, but also, to give the benefit of the doubt, maybe at some point the thought was if you're in California – pac-12 teams are thinking like was well, here's what we have a lot of big cities and we could have bigger outbreaks but now it is just a political issue yeah. you know a lot of this has been about trying to save face uh, about public perception um so yeah whatever it's about at this point we both agree and i think anybody who's looking at this and thinking logically can agree that it's not and never was about player safety
0: yep yep and uh, i mean there's legitimate concern to- to be had still about right college football being back i was looking at the schedule in preparation for this episode and i don't remember which conference it's in but there's there are there like four or five games that have been postponed um mm-hmm. i don't know the causes but i'm assuming it's because of covid tests that were positive yeah
1: i know one that just was 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 it a navy game maybe there's a game i that was upcoming that was just canceled because of multiple covid positive tests so um I mean it's kind of like what you see with baseball, right? Yeah. Like even if you have the season, there may be some teams, some conferences that are um that have to cancel or postpone games, but at least you're trying to have the season, you know. Um, and now with honestly, the Big 10
0: It's honestly ironic but, that the football, which is like the most contact sport as opposed to basketball mm-hmm. or NHL, that football is the one that's not in a bubble because yeah. Like I, and that would be really hard because every team, at least in the—I don't know about college, but I know in the NFL you have fifty-three man rosters. Can you imagine hosting fifty-three man rosters plus coaches and player personnel in yeah. a bubble? That'd be impossible. But mm-hmm. it's still just kind of and ironic. Vis- a
1: visiting team comes in, yeah. and you're talking several hundred players, yeah, or several hundred people, yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah, and now what the Big Ten has done with this eight-game schedule with basically no bye weeks is they've created a situation where if a team does have to postpone games Mm. they're basically eliminated from any kind of postseason contention um are they still trying to
0: end the regular season around the same time
1: i think so which is why they set this up because basically pretty much it's going to be ohio state but (laughs) they want to have a chance to get a team in the college football playoff um but I don't know how that works as far as sample size. You're going to have other teams that have played for a full month before any Big Ten team even takes the field. Yeah, because
0: um, Notre Dame's playing, te- I think, 10 games. Okay. So, I mean, that's only two games more, but still.
1: And then and Big Ten teams, are we going to see a lot of injuries? Because we've had a lot of – I mean, teams technically, quote-unquote, haven't been practicing, even though you know they have been. Um, but are we going to see more injuries? We have less bye weeks. Well, the Big Ten has really created a bad situation.
0: It's also, yeah, without, uh, you know, we were saying how it was never about player safety. You want more evidence? If there's no bye weeks and it's eight yeah. games, you're not you're not giving a chance even for football-related injuries to heal and to be competitive in that way. Like, there's yep. no concern at all. It's, it's all money-related. And the only reason they ever said they had concern was simply to, uh, I'm assuming, appease different political powers in the areas around them and also Mm -hmm. to make sure they're not going to get sued by anybody and now that everyone else is still playing they're like crap well we need to get our stuff together if we actually want to like make money this fall so yeah yep well the uh that's like the big college football news uh the only other college football news really uh at this point that at least that i'm aware of is uh my team, Notre Dame. Uh, they play University of South Florida this weekend, and I mean, to be honest, I just have nothing really to say about this matchup. I don't know anything <laughs> really about USF, other than that they're the Bulls or whatever. Um, and I, I, look. I don't. I know they're not ranked. I, at one point, I got them confused with UCF, and UCF mm-hmm. the past few years has been pretty good.
1: UCF or USF hasn't been as good but they've been okay I think Charlie Strong is still their coach let me look so last year they were six and four uh wow yeah it looks like Charlie Strong is still their coach former Texas coach um in the American conference so it's one of those teams that out of the group of five teams um kind of tries to be a contender as far as uh, competing with power five teams maybe making a bowl game um, not to the same level UCF had the past couple years. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as non-Power 5 teams go, they're a tough draw. So okay. um, I'd consider them on the same level as uh, at least the lower-level ACC teams.
0: So Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that I will be pissed, pissed, if Notre Dame does not come out and just totally kick their butt because – Notre Dame looked flat the entire game against Duke and mm-hmm. I was listening to um to a Notre Dame podcast earlier today actually and he was sharing stats from the first half in the fir- it was in the first quarter Notre Dame was averaging point 7 yards per play that's good and Duke was averaging 6 yards per play <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, not great. Yeah.
0: And Notre Dame they, they just it, it was so bad. There there's no reason the offense should look that bad. Um I vented about it on the Tuesday's episode on the Vent Sesh just like you, this new offensive coordinator supposed to be this great offensive mind, former quarterback, like he knows he knows offensive stuff. He should be able to revamp and try try new things instead it's just like the old stuff but like a bad version of the old stuff it doesn't look (laughs) any different and it just they're performing worse with it and i know that's just based on one performance but it's just dumb it's it's so dumb and the thing is is that um a lot for everybody that says yeah well it's the first game out of the season they look rusty this podcaster is pointing out well, Duke looked pretty crisp, and it was their first game of the season. Why didn't they look yeah. rusty? Like true. That argument is maybe you can use that if both teams look really bad. But when one team looks good and another team looks bad, then that's more on the one team that looks bad than it is on the team that looks good. So. That's
1: true. One word of encouragement, though, is for no. So Michigan. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to be encouraged. Michigan was underwhelming and disappointing last year. Compared to like the national picture, Ohio State competing for a playoff spot. But one thing that was positive out of that is our offense. We got a new offensive coordinator who everybody was excited about from Alabama. Uh, Like he's going to incorporate this brand new spread offense, pass the football. Um, And the first few games, it looked exactly pretty much like it used to. Um, Against Army, we really struggled running the ball. like It just didn't look great. And by the end of the season, obviously we lost Ohio State again and got blown out, but it wasn't really the offense's fault. Our defense looked really bad. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of games later in the year, our offense showed the ability to contend in shootout-type games, like against Penn State, um, and throw the ball well. So, I mean, it's a different coordinator, different scheme, different players. I know. But, I yeah, there's definitely...
0: I guess, for me, what's frustrating step. with it is that he took over as the OC during the bowl game last year. And so you have the, like the two weeks of prep you have before a bowl game, plus the entire off season to work with him. It's not like he was just hired. And he's oh, also, I did know that. Yeah. He, he was like the quarterback's coach or something before being promoted to OC. So it's just like, you hmm. you have, I don't know. And the fact that Ian book, like he, he played fine, but he was missing a lot of his throws and stuff still. And it's just like, he 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 should look better than that. And you know Ian yeah. Book is better than that. And so that leads me to just think that it's coaching more than anything. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's very disappointing. So Notre Dame better come out and blow the doors off of USF this weekend. This this had better be, and we'll get into this in the weekly scorecast, but this had yep. better be like a
1: 30-point win. Yeah, it
0: needs to be. Yeah. Cubs win. Walk off against the indians nice 10 innings they had the bases loaded
1: against the indians i mean i don't know if it helps the tigers at this point but i appreciate
0: (laughs) that you did that (laughs) well let's get into the mlb since i brought it up anyway shall we yeah let's do it uh so um since i'm talking about the cubs let's start there the cubs uh actually now having beaten the indians let me double check this um where they're at their their magic number after winning that is now nine. I know that, hmm. and they are currently five and a half games up on the Cardinals, who are in second. The Cardinals. Okay, no, they. Oh, that. How do I figure that out? So the Cardinals played a doubleheader today. They lost one and won one. So how does that work out with the standings? The Cubs won a game, and the Cardinals won and lost. So. It doesn't uh, change.
1: Do you go up one
0: then? One half.
1: Your lead increases
0: by one or it increases by a half. I think a half a game. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. So okay. I think the Cubs. I think the Cubs are five and a half games up. They have ten games okay. left. I saw all these stats going around that were like, in order for the Cubs to to tie at first place in this division, the Cincinnati Reds would have to go like ten and zero. The Cardinals would have to go like fourteen and three or something because the Cardinals have a bunch of games left to play, and the yep. Brewers would have to go like twelve and one or something, or like eleven and one.
1: And that's assuming the Cubs break even, like go five hundred the rest of the way, or I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting in a good spot for sure.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, even if you lost the, even if you lost the division lead because of expanded pl- pl- playoffs, you're still going to be in it. Mm-hmm. yeah um, for sure but i've been really encouraged the cubs have started to look good again they've started having upswing they they had like an amazing first like three weeks of baseball and then most of most of august they were just like bad like mm-hmm. when they started in july like july and the first week of august they were on a fire then so much of august they just did not look good and now in, here in september they're finally starting to look good again um they just did a two game sweep of the indians which is awesome like Mm. they're they're starting to look like a playoff caliber team again and that's what you need so um just a quick note on that uh meanwhile the tigers let's see where you guys at you guys are still sitting at five games out
1: yeah that's what i'm looking to see it says we're 6.5 games back of the wild card but i where i'm looking at it only shows one wild card spot on that. So I don't know if that was ever updated. Um,
0: or 10.5 behind the White Sox in the, for the division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Tigers have played 48 games. So they have 12 games remaining. Um, postseason picture. The Tigers are. Why does the MLB app not show me games behind? Um. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to look through. There's really not easy ways to see this. So this
0: says this says Cleveland is the final wild card spot right now, and they're 26 and 22, and the Tigers are 21 and 26.
1: So yeah, we're. uh, So you would be. So I guess five and a half point five. Oh, six and a half. Okay. I think. Okay, Or maybe five. So
0: you have a very narrow chance.
1: And it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> we've just been, we're 3-7 and seven over the last 10. Uh, just too much of a slide. Um, the other teams, I mean, there was an opportunity when you're looking at competing with teams like um, the Orioles and Toronto, but then Toronto has looked good. The Yankees kind of corrected their slide a little bit. Uh, it, it's just, the, the window's closing too quickly. Um, Tigers lost again today, 4 nothing. Um, but would you? So yeah, are you really that
0: upset about it though? Because it, you were no. not ever, never expecting them to really make it.
1: No, they're they're gonna finish better than I thought they would as far as record. Uh, the whole playoff thing was just kind of a an interesting thing to watch. Um, But I would have seen it the same way as when the Blackhawks went to the playoffs, just as a bonus, Mm. and the Tigers wouldn't have been as successful in the playoffs as the Blackhawks were. They would have been probably swept, or they would have definitely lost their first series. So, no, I'm not taking it. Well, it'd be the one-game play-in, right? No. Probably. So,
0: this year, they have um, 16 teams, eight teams from each uh, league, and... So you played. They're a matching. Series. They're matching up in, as three game series to start, and then from mm-hmm. three games it goes to five to seven to World Series. So okay. the if the Tigers made the eighth seed, they currently would play the White Sox in a three game series.
1: Yeah, they're they're not they wouldn't win that series. <laughs> they're not going to make the playoffs anyway, but they wouldn't win that eh. series. So, um, so I mean it would still have been nice to make it, but I still saw enough things this season that I can come out of this year feeling like we took a step in the right direction. Yeah. We got to see a lot of the young players who early on in the season, it seemed like uh, Dombrowski was going to be a lot more, or uh, Avila was going to be a lot more s- stubborn letting guys, uh, these young guys play. Um, but thankfully, we got to see a ton of guys make debuts. I think we saw like seven or eight, at least, players make their MLB debut with the Tigers this year. So um, yeah, good steps in the right direction we have a little clearer picture going into next year what we have and how close we are and i do feel like with the players i've seen if things go well and these pieces work out the way you want them to we could be um maybe two or three years maybe even a year or two a best case scenario
0: away from being a real playoff contender um so this year was kind of a bonus but i think uh, i think from my perspective i would probably say like the indians are probably on their way way out and the tigers can probably take over more of that spot and also the twins yeah the the twins have been good but don't they have an older team
1: Mm -hmm. so and they're probably their windows closing too yeah
0: so you're looking at i i think you could very reasonably have the white Sox and the tigers as the two teams that kind of battle Mm -hmm. it out at the top of the division for the next you know yeah seven years or whatever
1: i definitely give the edge to the white Sox. they're a more complete team they're uh their prospects are a little further along and a little more proven and um a little more they look a little more like the real deal than some of the tigers top prospects at this point. Um I don't know how deep their the rest of their team is in their farm system. I don't know like Abreu, how much longer is he gonna play, like those things like that, I don't know. Um but I do agree. I think it'll be White Sox Tigers within three years. Uh so yeah, I'll still see the season as
0: which that'll be fun to renew that rivalry little bit for sure
1: and it's already come back a little bit uh just with the way they've improved um i think it's gonna be very easy to to hate them <laughs> so yeah i'm looking forward to it'll be a good battle so
0: nice well the other mlb news outside of our teams that's really that we really want to touch on is they've announced that they're doing a postseason bubble which is very interesting to me um hmm. So basically the American League is going to play their postseason all in Los Angeles, and the National League is going to be playing their games in Houston and I believe Arlington where the Texas Rangers play, and then the World Series will be hosted at the Texas Rangers facility. So what's interesting to me about this is that the it, you've do, gone this whole season not doing a bubble, and maybe it's because you don't want in the postseason, you don't want to have to deal with delays of games and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I can understand that, but how are they, how are they exactly going to execute this? Because you're going to basically have players going straight from their normal regular season. How are you going to regulate them before you, like before you put them in the bubble? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the NBA bubble I felt like it took a long time for everybody to fully report and be cleared to play. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong on that from what I remember. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: But like how did, how are they how are they planning on doing this? Also, I mentioned on an episode before and I'll say it again, baseball, like the one thing that's like always going to be unique about baseball is that every field is different. The only mm-hmm. dimensions that are the same on every baseball field are 90 feet between each base the the distance between home plate and the pitcher's mound and that's pretty much it everything yep. else is basically subjective to however each team designs their stadium and so if there's any kind of home field advantage you're kind of taking that away mm-hmm. in a sense the which maybe some people maybe that brings intrigue because maybe maybe that just makes the whole game more interesting cuz there's no home field advantage. Um but the, mm. the other question I have I'm trying to look here. It if well, I guess actually so if the AL is playing in LA, there's no California teams that are in the top 8. Yeah. And the yeah, the Angels won't be. Yeah. So I, and then for NL well, actually there's one California team, it's the it's Oakland A's. Okay. So if you consider Oakland playing in LA a home field advantage. But then probably not, honestly. Right. And then in the in the NL, it's there's there is no Texas team in the NL anymore, so you're clear yeah. there. So the only scenario you have for a team to end up with a home field advantage, potentially and it wouldn't exactly even be home field, but would be the Houston Astros, which seems like a very Astros thing to happen, that if they somehow made it through <laughs> the 8 teams that they would have more of a home field <laughs> for the World Series.
1: How funny would that be? Yeah. Oh, people would be
0: so <laughs> mad. Um but yeah, so this bubble, I I guess I think it's a good idea, but I think maybe they should have done it to start like to start with. Mm-hmm. Um you would have and you would have uh been able to evade some of these covid headaches that you've had throughout the season. Yep. Um so I mean I guess it's good. Uh it'll just really change the dynamic. It'll be it'll re, if the Cubs like pe- it, it's so weird. People in Chicago are drinking the Kool-Aid and talking about a Cubs White Sox World Series this year. Cuz basically, basically <laughs> people have been like, "Hey, it's 2020, why not?" Um Right. But it would be so weird to have your quote-unquote Crosstown Classic take place in texas
1: yeah you'd kind of feel cheated right i would feel cheated like the year that and not even just because it's 2020 like we've already talked about this before as far as cubs window and tigers or cubs and white Sox windows how long are they going to be open at the same time um with the tiger or the white Sox being kind of up and coming and the cubs not knowing how long your windows still open um it would kind of suck that this would i mean you'd take it just because it'd be a fun rivalry but you would kind of feel like you missed an opportunity for it to be that much more special. So.
0: I guess what I would do is if the White Sox and Cubs really do meet in the world series, I would hope with all my heart that the MLB would look reasonably at this and say, look, these two teams are literally going to be playing five miles from each other or whatever it is in Chicago. Yeah. Like let's just let them play in Chicago because Turn
1: Chicago into a bubble. Yeah.
0: You know. Um, because I would hate to have, like, you know how they always do, like, establishing shots when they're coming out of commercial? Mm-hmm. It would suck to have, like, establishing shots of Texas and then go to a White Sox Cubs <laughs> World Series. Yeah, yeah, you're You'd right. You'd want to have the shots of Chicago and just all the stuff there that they would show. So, yeah, I'm cheering for a Cubs White Sox World Series. It'd be amazing. But yep. it, I would hate it if it does end up in Texas. So. <laughs> all oh, right uh let's move on to the nba oh man the nba has been crazy
1: yeah. why don't you take um, over for a little bit here okay clippers trash <laughs> the crazy. the memes have been hilarious there's a there's like a facebook group for the clippers that i immediately went to check and see what was happening there <laughs> they they locked the group uh oh, because no. they i'm sure it was just going to be a nightmare um Doc Rivers looks like an idiot because I saw something today that I think there's only been like 11 times that a team has blown a 3-1 lead and he coached three of those teams yep. um, so not a good look for him it's leading to a lot of questions which were already out there but um, is he a good coach or has he just had good players um, so Cause he
0: has the one championship with the Celtics right
1: as far as I know yeah but I mean, he's always had, whenever he's had any kind of success, he's always been able to build good teams, and not just with a good player, but have multiple stars on a team. Um, And then he's kind of underperformed with a lot of them. So uh, for anyone who's looking forward to Clippers-Lakers, I guess the Clippers couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah, so, uh, (laughs) and then just all the reminders, which I'd almost forgotten how crazy the trade was, but Chris Paul for four first-round draft picks, um how dumb does that look right now? Like you didn't even create a championship window and you gave up your entire future. Uh so yeah, being a, a Clippers fan would be tough right now. <laughs> um So, yeah. Um but man, how how good have the Nuggets looked though? Like you can't just as funny as it is to make fun of the Clippers, Dave... you have to give a lot of credit oh, yeah. to the Nuggets for how, not just the series, the run they've been on. Oh, for sure. Uh, being down 3-1 twice. Um, I do think they're going to get destroyed by the Lakers. <laughs> but um, I hope yeah. not,
0: dude. I mean, I would love nothing more than to see the Nuggets in the finals. Um, yeah. I think, the, I think <laughs> the, the Nuggets, to me, have just been a team that's just willed themselves to this point. And yeah. I think that with hard just with hard play and fundamental basketball i feel like i feel like they can take the lakers for a ride i, I still see a difficult path for them to get past the lakers into yeah. the finals but everyone was saying that about the clippers everybody had written yeah. written the nuggets off that the clippers were going to win uh, the nuggets this is awesome the nuggets official twitter account tweeted these screenshots of I think it was it was either ESPN or NBA like dot com predictions for the series, and yeah. there were nineteen um, experts that contributed to it, and all nineteen picked the Clippers, <laughs> and so they like shared the screenshots of that and keep those receipts. Yep, yep. <laughs> and most of them were Clippers in five, like not even really yeah. a really close series.
1: Just like disrespectful in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I mean, but I mean, I don't remember what our predictions were, but we probably predicted the same. Like it's just been, like you said, it's they've willed themselves to this point. I mean, they have talent on their team. Yeah. But man, Jokic and Murray, those are grown men out there yeah. dominating yep. these these teams. Are you, like if you compare those two and their stat line, which that's been the big comparison to Paul and uh, Kawhi Leonard. I, <laughs> Those two guys put the team on their back, uh, and they just dominated the yep. Clippers. That last game, winning by, like, 25, Oh yeah. the final score was. I was, um,
0: I was not watching it, actually. I was – what was it? That was – I think I was watching Monday Night Football or whatever, yeah. whenever that game was. What was what was I doing? I don't think it was. I think that. it was on Monday Night. I was watching something else, and uh, I it was on Twitter, and just people were freaking out about it. I'm like, what's going on? So I – I go over and look at the score, and it was, like, four minutes left in the fourth, and it was, like, it was, like, 91 to 75 yeah. or something. I'm, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Are you joking right now? This is insane.
1: Well, I had started watching it, and then I, I think it was Murray who hit that, like, fade-away three-pointer at one point towards the end to basically, I mean, the game was already pretty much out of yeah. reach, but to just put a dagger in, in the, the clippers. Coffin. And I was just, like, that, yeah. I It's, it's not even, like, a a close game
0: yes so i mean so again i i think it's i think pretty much everyone is going to pick the lakers to win the series yeah but i mean everyone picked the clippers to win the series that's all all i'm saying and I, i it's true i'm not no it's true and i think there's an argument to be made that the clippers have a better team than the lakers i think you can make that argument with george and Kawhi, but george was awful this <laughs> this bubble in postseason yeah. um
1: so beverly yeah i i mean i'm saying it's i'm not a crazy i'm argument s- saying you can make. make an argument i'm not saying yeah, i'm making that yeah.
0: argument i'm saying you can um, no i would yeah I, I I see what you're saying yeah so hmm. it, it's interesting we'll see what happens i i'm i'm at this point all in for the nuggets um, yeah. and it's that has nothing to do with hating the lakers or hating lebron it's it's actually a different bulls reason for me and that's because our <laughs> Karnashovas, yeah. who's basically the architect of this denver team is now the bulls executive vice president of basketball Oper- operations
1: so you're almost looking at this as like a preview of it's almost What's like you want this to be a good <laughs> omen yeah. of like every time the the nuggets win it makes you feel a little more confident as a Bulls fan, yeah. Precisely. So he's yep. –
0: uh, and a lot of – there's apparently been reports. I have no idea if this is true or if it's just speculation, but people have been saying that he wants to build the Bulls to be like the Nuggets, which I, it's not that strange of a rumor to hear because it's like – I mean, that's what he's familiar with, and the Nuggets have been successful. So
1: Right, that's why you brought him in to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean – Um. Yeah.
0: And uh, the other thing is he has an eye for talent because – Jokic was, like, selected in the second round, I think, wasn't he? Uh, or I can't remember. Late but yeah. in the first round, one or the other. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for the Nuggets for that reason. Uh, and also the Nuggets assistant coach, Wes Unsell Jr., is a Bulls candidate. And after the yep. way the Nuggets shut down the Clippers in Game 7, everybody in Chicago has been calling for Unsell Jr. to be the next head coach of the Chicago Bulls. So – yeah. Um, I don't know who I really want as head coach I like Unsell Jr. but because of how this went I'm definitely gonna be watching this next series with an even closer eye since the Nuggets advanced all the way to the Western Conference Finals
1: well he was already a big name and th- his performance like you said has only made it him stand out more and when we talked originally about Bulls stuff as far as uh if Boylan was gonna be fired all this stuff that's was my original thought is the reason they're waiting is because the guy they might want um, for really any front office position, when the playoffs are going on, it really limits your choices. Yep. Uh, so you'll see moves happen after teams, uh, after teams are eliminated, after games are over and series are over. So I think that points to him being a strong possibility too, especially with the familiarity there True. already. Yep. So yeah.
0: Um, And definitely
1: interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. And the. Um, do we do you have anything you want to say about Celtics and heat?
1: it it still feels so early to try to make any kind of prediction um man, the heat looked really good I know <laughs> and and they have looked really good. Jimmy Butler was good Bam. that block at the end was one of the better like most clutch plays I've seen yep. in the playoffs for a long time um I do think this is gonna be a close and back and forth series. Uh, I think this is a seven game series. It's gonna be a better more interesting series to me than the Lakers Nuggets. Um and do you think I don't know do you think
0: the winner of the series is determines who the Lakers beat? Yeah, that's <laughs> how
1: I look at it. I think the Lakers beat the Nuggets and beat whoever wins this series. Yeah. Um I feel like the Heat are a more dangerous team to the Lakers. Uh interesting. Just yeah. with how dominant they can be and how hot they can get on offense. Um but yeah, just really excited for Jimmy Butler too. Um like uh even though he's which you might be too. I don't know if the way he left, maybe or not or whatever. But I was uh, I was always on the fence I, with Butler. I never okay.
0: I was never somebody that hated him, but I was never someone that loved him either. So yeah, but so I'm, it's just
1: exciting to see anytime a player kind of revitalizes their career and finds a spark again. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I, to I was gonna say I'm happy for him finding success again because he went to Minnesota and there was just drama. He went to Philadelphia and there was just drama. And so I'm kind of yep. happy that he's in Miami. He is the guy, and he's able to really show out what he can do.
1: And it's finally a good fit, yeah. it seems like. So,
0: yeah. The last NBA note I had was going back to, again to the Bulls. Um, mm-hmm. So I talked about Artur's kind of show is trying to build this Bulls team. And evidently, it looks like they definitely have at least one piece confirmed for the future. Um I pretty much knew this already, but kobe white um mm-hmm. who they uh picked seventh overall in the twenty nineteen draft out of north carolina he uh has, he had a really he had a good season um it was really good it was really good he really good for a rookie um yep. he's kind of a shooting guard point guard hybrid um and i don't know i really liked what i saw from him. But anyway, the reason I say he's a piece for the future is because not only is it his first year, but he was voted to the all-rookie NBA team, um, which, I mean, it's not like there were like tons of rookies this year that I felt were better than Kobe White. Like Obviously, you look mm-hmm. at someone like Zion or Ja Morant, and obviously they're going to be above yeah. Kobe White. Uh, but it's still an accomplishment to make it on there. You have, you know, between the two rounds, there's 60 people drafted, and so you're still one of 60 people that's put on this all-rookie NBA team. That's an accomplishment. and mm-hmm. um, So I'm looking forward to see what his future looks like with the Bulls.
1: I really like Kobe White. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever be like an MVP, star, build-your-team-around-him kind of player, but that's not really what you need him to be. Um,
0: yep. If he can be... The, Bull- yeah. the Bulls version of that right now is Zach Levine. So yeah. the Karnasovas is going to have to decide if he... It depends how much he likes this team right now. If he likes the team as is, then you keep Levine. You see what a new coach can do for player development, and you build around him. If you don't like this team, Levine becomes your very first trade piece, and you trade him, you get a boatload of picks or young talent, and then you find whoever your next centerpiece is to build around. For sure.
1: But either way, whatever you do, Kobe White's going to be a good complementary piece. Yeah, agreed. And a big part of that. Yep whatever team you choose to build so yeah
0: for sure so lastly we have the nhl at the end of our tuesday episode we mentioned that the stars officially knocked out the vegas golden knights which shocked me in advance advanced the stanley cup finals uh somebody had tweeted out and said that they couldn't believe that the stanley cup finals did not include either the avalanche or the golden knights both teams that the stars went through um so kind of similar to the nuggets you have more of a the unsuspecting team um kind of breaking through these two teams that were deemed um better than them i guess the jazz weren't really deemed better than the nuggets necessarily but um
1: kind of a Wait, similar track the,
0: record what's that the who wasn't deemed better than was the jazz weren't the jazz ranked lower than the nuggets or was it the other way around
1: uh, i don't know it, that was one that seemed like yeah close but okay never mind i just want to make sure i do right.
0: One of the, it was like the four-five matchup. I'm pretty sure one of them was four, one of them was five. So it's not like it, they were pretty. I feel like the Nuggets
1: were five. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, gotcha. Um,
0: so anyway, cool to see the Stars do that. Um, yep. I personally was cheering for the Golden Knights one because they beat the Hawks and. You know, every time a team of mine gets ousted from the playoffs, I have that debate in my mind, do I want to cheer for them to lose now or cheer for them to win at all? You know that whole to debate. kind of justify yeah the fact that you lost yeah. to them. Yeah. But I like <laughs> right. I like Robin Leonard a lot and he's the goalie there and so I was hoping they would make it, but they did not. And then yeah. uh, what's even crazier is this Tampa Bay New York Islanders series. Uh, the fact that the islanders the sixth seed are still in this thing yeah is crazy and just won yep they just won a double overtime game uh the series is now Tampa Bay still is leading at three to two I still think Tampa is gonna finish off this series um yeah either whether it's in six or seven Tampa Bay is gonna win and move on and i st- I would still pick Tampa to win the cup of what's left but
1: same I agree with you on that I'd love to see the islanders win it um, but this feels like a typical letdown spot you just struggled out a triple or a double overtime win um against a team that you weren't expected to be able to really hang with this feels like a spot where you turn around and lose the next game by sub se- like yeah multiple goals um just kind of an emotional letdown spot um yeah if for some reason the islanders face the stars in the finals i'm picking the stars but if it's tampa bay i think the lightning win the stanley cup yeah so same as you on that
0: all right well again we don't have our five minute major two minute warning or 24 second shot clocks but that's our main our main topic there a bunch a lot of sports news there a lot to talk about um we didn't even really get into nfl at all i had it on the rundown but we'll get into nfl when we get to our weekly scorecast
1: do you want to talk uh alan robinson at all because that's I mean, not really scorecast just, I, uh, I
0: talked about it in the vent session a little bit um yeah I don't know.
1: So at this point it's kind of wait and see, right? I mean,
0: yeah, I, I I was upset about it for about 30 minutes and then I kind of thought more rationally about it and was just like, okay. He loves Chicago. He's said it over and over again. He loves the Bears organization. He likes his team. He loves Matt Nagy. It, there's no way he's like actually trying to leave, but he's doing all he he basically took down all of his Bears related stuff from social media. And mm-hmm. he just wiped it all clean, and it's like, it, to me, it's he's trying to send a message, but he does not intend to go anywhere. Um, I agree. But he's yeah, trying. I think to, he's trying to force their hand. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yep. And just like we said in the vent session, he has there's a conflict of interest because he tore his ACL in his last contract year, so that would bring his value down, right? Well, the Bears, as an organization, are looking at that and saying, "Well, prove you can get through the season." And if you get through it healthy then we'll pay you big. Because the Bears that they pay him big now and then he next game he tears his ACL, well that doesn't mm-hmm. look very good. Well, on the flip side, Alan Robinson is like, if I do tear my ACL, well, then I'm screwed in terms of getting yep. a a nice big contract after this. So I want my money now. So there's mm-hmm. conflict of interest there. The bull the Bears have not met the the mu- amount that he is seeking and that's part of the problem. But for anybody that heard that there was a rumor that he was requesting a trade, that has been totally debunked um, by his agent, by Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. All of, there's, he has not requested a trade um, because he wants to stay with the Bears. He just wants to get paid.
1: So Yeah, he's been, he's requesting his money on yeah. a trade. And if it gets to the point where there's a trade, that's because the money thing didn't work out. Um, but he's trying for that right now. Yeah. so.
0: He was asked today in the pre- in a, uh, post-practice press conference if he if he thinks he'll be traded, and, and he said very confidently, "Apparently, I see myself with the Bears through the rest of the season." So okay. to me, that's like, no, I did not, I did not ask to be traded. I don't think they will trade me. I I just want to get paid. <laughs> and he's planning to play Sunday. The other piece to heard, this, so. the other piece to this, by the way, yeah, he's not holding out. Um, yeah. The other piece to this is that. Tariq Cohen and Darnell Mooney and uh, Anthony Miller and Cordero Patterson have been very vocal on social media, actually making Twitter posts, tagging the Bears' official Twitter page in it and everything, saying, extend Allen Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. And you would think that amount of player support would really get the Bears going on this. And part of the reason, too, is the Bears, Matt Nagy has done a great job establishing a very healthy culture in the bears locker room and if mm-hmm. you do not sign alan robinson and all you do is you're taking a risk at blowing up that culture because you're yeah um what you, what's going to happen is you're going to end up with players who are mad at management because they didn't take care of their boy you know and oh yeah
1: and i've seen that a lot with the lions yeah that that's a very real thing with NFL locker rooms. Oh, for I sure. It happened, Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs. Like, you have guys who are friends, peers, have played together for several years, and the fact that one guy gets mistreated by management turns other players sour, and we've had players request trades and hold out because they don't like what happened with their teammate. So, and yeah, we've seen that with the Lions, and you
0: definitely want to avoid that. There's been all sorts of crazy theories. Like, one theory people were throwing out there was well, maybe the Bears haven't paid him because they're waiting to see how the Mitchell Trubisky experiment works because if Trubisky plays really well this season, then they're going to have to pay him and Allen Robinson max contracts, and I don't think they can afford that because next season the cap Mm -hmm. is supposed to drop because of COVID instead of increase Mm -hmm. like it normally does. So that's one crazy theory. The other theory that's been out there is that, um, well, you know, Anthony Miller looked really good on Sunday and if Anthony Miller looks good the rest of the year, then the Bears could have Anthony Miller as their number one receiver and it'd be on the cheap as opposed to paying Allen Robinson. And to me, it's just like, it's so dumb because one, do okay, I know I'm a Mitchell Trubisky fan, and I would love nothing more than to see him just blow the doors off the competition this season. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest with myself, I don't see Trubisky getting extended beyond this year with the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't see Anthony Miller becoming a number one wide receiver. I see him becoming a really good number two,
1: like like a Marvin Jones for the Lions.
0: Yeah, or for th- like going back to the Bears when the Bears had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. Like yeah. Alshon yep. Jeffrey was a really good wide receiver, but not quite as good as Brandon Marshall, and that's just the fact of the matter. And why? Why? Even if Al, even if Anthony Miller does become a number one wide receiver, why would that mean that you have to kick out another number one wide receiver?
1: No, like I mean, ideally you'd have two really good wide exactly. receivers. As much as teams like the Packers like to only have one decent receiver. Yeah. yeah, it is. Believe it or not, it's a positive to have two wide receivers who could both be considered a number one talent wide receiver. So I
0: view both of those theories as dumb, and also it's yeah. not like Robinson is. Um, old enough that if you give him, like, a five-year contract or something extension that it's going to, like, you're going to have a lot of bad years on the back end of that deal. The dude is 25. So a five-year contract, mm-hmm. you know, you sign him through when he's 30. Uh, depending on the longevity of his career, that could be either the end of his career or um, it could be, like, the, the back end where he has a few years left where he kind of is a journeyman through different teams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not like he's 28, because if he's 28, 29, 30, yeah, I can understand you don't want to extend him for five years or whatever. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it needs to be taken care of because I am concerned about the Bears' culture because how are these other players really going to handle themselves in the locker room even come Sunday here against the Giants if A-Rob is not paid because it's blown up over this week. And I just – if the locker room is not good – The game is not going to go well. And Lord knows, especially based on that first game with the Lions, the Bears need as much to go right as possible (laughs) to win. (laughs) And if you have a sour locker room, that is not going to help anything. Yep. Hmm. With all of that positivity, let's move into segments. (laughs)
1: Let's do it.
0: So, first up, what do we have? Man, Michigan hat.
1: We're doing our FN hypotheticals. Okay, listeners. So say, hypothetically, we were to have a segment about hypotheticals. In this hypothetical, hypothetical segment, we will hypothetically ask each other hypothetical questions. This could hypothetically range from any sports topic but also hypothetically include would-you-rathers, amongst other hypothetical questions. Again, this is strictly hypothetical. So, Furious George, want to hypothetically ask me a hypothetical question?
0: (laughs) Nice (laughs) beta. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Sure. All right, so this first question is going to be pretty involved. Uh, So let's get our web browsers up and... Search the Google machine, the Googles. Um, Listeners, you can do this also if you want to. So we are going to be looking at redrafting the the 2011 NBA draft. There's a lot of very interesting names in this draft, and we want to just kind of talk through... Uh, I don't know if we're going to go through all 60 picks, uh, but maybe what we'll do is we'll tr- try to at least do the top 10, maybe, if mm-hmm. we were to re- reorganize the top 10. So, let me just... I'm going to try to read through some of... I'm just going to do a really rapid-fire read-through of the top 30, and then I'll mention the one notable that's in the bottom 30. Way out yeah. there. yeah. yeah. So... <clears throat> This will be in order that they were drafted originally.
1: And real quick, when we go through this, are we going to mention like the team that was drafting there and pick pretending we're that team based on their needs, or are we just uh, I, ranking them basically? I was,
0: th- I, I guess, it's basically ranking them. Yeah.
1: Okay, because because that's where it's been so long. It's like, what did the Utah Jazz really need in the time, third spot? Yeah. Like at that time, you know? Yeah. So okay. All right. So here
0: we go. Again, this is read in the order that they were selected. <coughs> Kyrie Irving, Derek Williams, Enos Cantor, Tristan Thompson, Jonas Valanciunas, <laughs> Jan Vesely, Bismack Biombo. I definitely did not say that right. Biz Bismack. <laughs> Big Mac Biombo. <laughs> Brandon Knight, Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm uh jimmer Fredette, clay thompson alec burks mark keith morris marcus morris Kawhi leonard nikola Vucevic, vukovic that's it nikola Vucevic, iman shumpert chris singleton tobias harris uh donatas Motiejunas, nolan smith kenneth farid nikola <laughs> mirotic reggie jackson marshawn brooks Jordan Hamilton, Jawan Johnson, Norris Cole, Corey Joseph, and Jimmy Butler. So that is your uh, top 30. And the one uh, notable that's in the bottom 30, actually all the way at the bottom, uh, number 60th, the final um, pick overall, is Isaiah Thomas. Hmm. So looking at this, how would you – work on redrafting this draft or ranking okay
1: so let's start at the top um i'm thinking we probably both agree on this but you got to start with Kawhi leonard all right right?
0: so hold on i want to write this down because it'll help us keep track so Kawhi, i i agree with that as your number one okay what's next okay what do you think
1: okay he is somebody who's kind of been overshadowed based on who he's playing next to but i'm going to go clay thompson next um There's I, a couple of guys right here I could pick between. I
0: think I I think I would actually I think I would personally have gone Kyrie. Kyrie, okay. Just I'm second. gonna put Kyrie three. You are okay. Uh,
1: so do you have Clay Thompson three or do you have somebody else ahead of him then?
0: Um, I would have put Clay three. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah,
1: we just switch those two.
0: All right, four. I need to look back at this. I'm typing this down. Um. Yeah. So who this would one you is, have four? I, I okay, think this I know is, my pick
1: i'm gonna go jimmy butler really yeah <laughs> who do you have i have kemba okay i'm gonna have kemba right after okay and then where where do you have jimmy butler then? hold on
0: i i was gonna do butler fifth so we're okay we're, so switching we're just those flopping around. those <laughs> so
1: but we're still like right in step basically yeah. yeah kemba has been kemba could have been a lot better depending on what teams he was drafted to
0: yeah well um, he's he's been good with the celtics but yeah yeah all right so that bring, that's so that's our top five picks so where do you go after that <sighs> okay so i'm not a huge fan of
1: his um just because i don't think he's a great teammate in locker room presence maybe and his game um isn't phenomenal but if i'm taking him here at this spot i would take isaiah thomas
0: okay Interesting. Yeah, I'm
1: looking through this to make sure I didn't miss anybody else. There's a couple other names that need to be in those here in the top ten. So using
0: revisionist history, I would not select Isaiah Thomas here.
1: Okay, here you go. I'm right.
0: going with Tobias Harris here.
1: Okay. Um, He's in my top ten for sure. but
0: uh, All time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, I agree with what you said about locker room, and I also feel like he had one good season in Boston. Hmm. That's fair. Um. So I'd put Tobias Harris there sixth, but w- what's let's see, um. Pro- I guess after that I'd probably put Isaiah Thomas because he he's higher than whatever I'd
1: pick next. So. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna put Tobias Harris quite yet. Okay. Who would you put? Um. Canter ahead of him. I'm going to put Tristan Thompson. Ooh. Um. Again. Not it's not like he's some phenomenal player who should have been drafted in the top five, but I think he's a solid value pick. Uh, here at is a seven, right? Um, uh, yes. And so yeah, I would I would take Tristan Thompson there, just ahead yeah. of. I do like Tobias Harris, and I could easily switch him with Tristan Thompson, but just personally, I would take
0: Thompson first. I like Tristan Thompson. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was that crazy draft when Cleveland had the first overall pick and the fourth overall pick. So yep. they picked Kyrie and then they picked Tristan Thompson.
1: Yep. Which I mean, they did get two guys who I think should have both been top 10 picks. So I mean, it's not like they messed that up. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Hmm.
1: Okay. So who are you so, going then? Eighth, right? Yeah.
0: So after this is where it starts to get tougher for me because yep. where I start to run out of my basketball knowledge, my NBA knowledge. So I guess at this point I'm kind of going by name recognition So Mm -hmm. I look at, um, I look at Enos Cantor and Mm -hmm. I look at, uh, who is the other one I was looking at? Um, oh, Iman Shumpert, who I'm not that thrilled about, but, um, there's still
1: an all-star left.
0: Who am I missing? Who am I overlooking?
1: Not a lot of name recognition, but Nikola Vucevic, Vucevic. Oh, um, he made the All Star team last year. Uh for the magic now, I think. But uh, I mean
0: yes.
1: Not a lot of name recognition, Vujic. but I mean a solid player.
0: I thought I recognized the name, but I couldn't envision a face. Mm-hmm. hmm I believe he's still with the magic. I mean I think that steals it for me what I would do. For th- yeah. that spot then. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Vucevic there. Mm-hmm. I knew I recognized that name, I just Yeah i'm gonna put him
1: in my top 10 but i first after you pick him i'm gonna to take tobias harris oh that's uh, right a couple spots later than you did uh but he's got to definitely be in here so
0: so then after that i'm going to go with enos Cantor. nice what about you that's where i'm going vucevic right here okay so then we're looking at the t- we're at 10 now so so
1: our last pick of who we think should have been a top 10
0: yes Um, Bismack (laughs) Biombo. Um, I really don't, I'm really not sure at this point. Bogdanovich has some name recognition for the
1: the Pacers.
0: I saw that. Isn't there's two Bogdanoviches though, aren't there? There's Bojan or Bojan. There might
1: be. Isn't there? Dra- drafted the same year or no? No. Is there Bogd- Bogdan? Yeah, so
0: there's Bogdan and there's Bojan. Bojan. And this okay. one is Boyan, And I don't feel like I hear as much about him as I do Bogdan or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know anything about his career. Let's see. He's currently on the Jazz. He is 30 years old. He played 63 games this year. His field goal percentage is point four four seven. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I'm kind of... At, I think for me, I'm kind of stuck at this point. Um, just because... I l- I like the NBA. I just don't know. I don't know the. Mm-hmm. I guess like the third and fourth tier players as well as the depth uh, as much. Yeah, yeah, as well as a lot of people. <laughs> Who knows every Shout person who's ever Ivan. stepped
1: on an NBA query. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: So because I recognize his name, I'm just gonna go with Amon Shumpert for my tenth pick. Okay. Nice.
1: Um. Okay, so let me look through and make sure there's nobody I've missed. Um, So a couple honorable mentions. You already took him, I believe, but uh, Enos Cantor. Um, Another honorable mention, Jonas Valensunius. Valensunius? I don't know how to pronounce his name, Uh, but I remember him with the Raptors. I think he – let me look it up. I just had his – so he plays with the Grizzlies right now. Um but he was solid with the Raptors. I don't know if I'd take him in the top 10 or not. but
0: Valanchunas.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm looking through to make sure. I think I've got all the like obvious ones, like the must-takes. So I'll go Cantor here. Okay,
0: nice. Um, cool. So yeah. basically our redraft here is Kawhi first, then... Between two and three, we swapped between Clay and Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Um, Then for four and five, we swapped between Kemba and Jimmy Butler. Um, Then for six, um, uh, Man of Michigan Hat chose Isaiah Thomas. I said Tobias Harris, Um, which looking back, actually, I might change that. But then seven, Man of Michigan Hat said Isaiah Thomas. I, I said. No, I said Isaiah Thomas, you said, yeah. and he said Tristan Thompson. Um, Oh, I meant to come back to Tristan Thompson. That's who I'd put over...
1: Put him instead of Schumpert.
0: No, I'd move that down. So I'd I would put Cantor down with your Cantor pick at 10.
1: Oh, and then... Uh, and I'd put Tom- Thompson Thompson up
0: at 9, yeah.
1: I got you. Oh, I like that too, yeah. So then w- now we've actually... We've picked all the same players, right? Yeah. Our top 10, yeah. just in different orders. Yeah. So
0: then after... So then our eight is, I I said Vucevic, and you said Tobias Harris, then mm-hmm. nine, I said Thompson, you said Vucevic, and then we both had Enos Kanter for ten.
1: Yep, so pretty much agreed on everything, just maybe one spot or maybe two spots in one situation removed, but uh, pretty widely regarded as a draft with a lot of talent in it that this is pretty close to probably what the consensus top ten would be. I mean, uh, just different
0: in the top ten. Then, yeah, it'd be interesting if we had somebody on that was like an all NBA knowledge knowing person because they might yeah. have some more to share with us. But yeah, so in the t- the top ten were Kyrie Irving, Derrick Williams, Enos Cantor, Tristan Thompson, uh, Valanchunas, Vesely, Biombo, Brandon Knight, Kemba Walker, Jimmy Fredette. So. Of all of those, we included Kemba, and Tristan Thompson, Enos Kanter, and Kyrie Irving, and then you had Valanchunas as an honorable mention. Mm. Um, but then, uh, like that, that top ten, it, it's crazy because it o- it omits uh, Jimmy Butler, it omits Clay Thompson, it omits Tobias Harris, Isaiah Thomas, and Vucevic. It's it's kind of a crazy... And Kawhi. Kawhi's not in the top Kawhi was, 10. Where was he at? I think he's 16 or 15. Yep. 15. Okay. Drafted by the Pacers hmm. and then traded. That was a good idea. Yeah. Good job. Pacers. <laughs> anyway. Huh. All right, cool. So, kind of keeping... That's c- an interesting hypothetical, though. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we'll have to do some more redrafts in the future. It'd be fun to do an NFL redraft at some yep. point. That could take up a whole segment of hypotheticals because Mm -hmm. the NFL draft is so much bigger um, in terms of the amount of players selected. So, yeah. All right. uh, With the Allen Robinson news uh, that we were talking about and then also NBA we're talking about, what league do you think is the next closest to the NBA in terms of contracts? So what I mean by this is like the NBA is widely regarded as being a player first league um, where it's like the players dictate everything that goes on, not the Mm -hmm. teams. So do you think what is the next – closest league to the nba that's player driven as opposed to team driven what do you think
1: it's got to be nfl uh you could make an interesting argument for the uh, mlb um just based on maybe a couple of different contract examples you could give but as a whole i'm not going to put nhl there uh yeah definitely to me it's nfl uh it's just becoming more and more that way um and also just kind of the way you look at contracts uh with nfl and nba as far as what other players do kind of sets the market so uh like you look at nfl quarterbacks uh, nfl receivers now because i know the lions looking at kenny galladay are we gonna extend him what's the market look like hopkins just got his deal if robinson gets his deal these are kind of pieces that are being put in place to set kind of what your price is going to be so really you see that the the players in the nfl are driving the market and driving what other teams do as far as prices, at least. Um, so that's at least one way that I think NFL players are controlling the franchises. Uh, and not in a negative way. I mean, it sounds negative to say they're controlling them. But yeah. it shows that they have the leverage. Uh, probably more than any other league.
0: What are your thoughts on that? I I think um, the NFL and MLB are honestly... To me, they're pretty even in my mind as the next. Okay, but they're so far from the NBA just because. Yeah. The NFL is filled with boomer owners who have (laughs) visions of the glory days, and no matter what happens, it's going to be about the team first, and you know, you know, do everything you can as possible for the team, Uh, and if you care too much about yourself, then you're just a selfish jerk that needs to go away um and then in the mlb you just have a commissioner that is just has his head up his butt and just when the commissioner is deranged then you're gonna have owners that are not great either um yeah and you see i mean you see, wh- where what are the what are the sports you see the most lockouts in? It's the NBA and the MLB, and yeah. that in itself, I guess, is player driven because the players mm-hmm. are deciding to strike. Um, but the challenge, I guess, the challenge and the reason I think MLB and NA- NFL will never be at the NBA's level is because of the sizes of the teams and the amount of players in an organization. True. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to spread the money the, the spread the wealth enough evenly and fairly based according to everybody's skill across a 53 man roster and with baseball even though it's only a 25 man roster you can you cannot leave out all of the people that are on employed under that team on the minor league teams like they yep. still like the south bend cubs they're still paying the cubs organization because it's their farm team are paying those contracts I believe, right. from my understanding. Yeah. So it's like... Because yep.
1: that's why they have the ability to call them up. Yeah. They're employees of that team. Yeah. So there's
0: so there's so many more players involved with that. So in right. my opinion, the NHL would be the, t- the league that has the chance to do that the best after the NBA. Um, hmm. I don't ever see that happening just because part of the intrigue with the NBA is largely due to Michael Jordan who kind of ushered in this almost hollywood version of the nba um yeah. the nba thrives under having like you know anywhere from 1 to 5 faces of the league that they can yeah. advertise and paste on anything and those players dictate a lot and especially in today's nba there's it's interesting i feel like there's few like when when mj played and you, we saw this in the last dance. There's so many players that he grew hatred for. In today's NBA, it's almost like there's no rivalries. They all respect each other. They all love each other. They all realize they're all playing the same sport. They're all on the same team as far as they're all players. The players. And,
1: and there's a very good chance they could be paired up at some point. Yeah. Because players move all the time. You yeah. Know? So it's... Yeah.
0: It's just a totally different animal. It's different than anything else in sports, really. And I don't know. That's why I asked the question, just because I was curious. Um, yeah. Like, to me, the Bears, if the Bears really didn't want Allen Robinson, I think very confidently the Bears could either just choose not to pay him or they would trade him away. And I think the Bears season is still going to keep on rolling and probably still shake out somewhat similar to what we think would happen i know i said that they need good locker room chemistry but
1: no I get, um, yeah i get what you're saying because each player just is a smaller percentage of the team of, of the value sports, yeah. which means you have a smaller percentage as uh, you have less leverage and you have less impact on the game as a percentage relative to the rest of your team um yep I, there's the only the only exception i would make is i think there's a couple of positions like quarterback maybe pass rusher um wide receiver maybe but not as much just like as a whole the nfl won't be like the nba is uh but there be could be a couple of positions where the markets and uh things like that set the tone more so than others you know i mean uh, the
0: quarterback for sure the quarterback almost is hard yeah. to even include just because it's its own thing like right, right i mean pat mahomes i mean look what he just did with his contract um you know he, he's gonna be a half a billionaire by the time he's done with that contract <laughs> yeah. it's crazy and
1: it's and it's funny because in the in the nfl right now you see social media and all the stuff where players fight for other players yeah. to get paid what they should you don't see that in the nba because the market does that already all the players are making what they should or they're playing somewhere else you don't yep. see teammates really arguing hey pay this man because it almost seems like yeah the market takes care of that already yeah. um here in the NFL, which proves your point, and I agree with you, it's like you still have to depend on the owner to do it, you know? And it almost feels more like the the owner sitting there with his bag of money deciding, am I going to be generous? Am I going to pay it, Pay this out almost like it's charity, yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right. Now, Interesting. Yeah. Let's move on to the next question. Would you rather be a superstar player that is chronically injured or a bench player that never gets injured. I think I know what you're as, gonna say.
1: But. Yeah, depending on how you define injury, like as long as it's not like injuries that affect my life after my career is over, like I get concussions all the your, time. What do you mean by
0: your life? Like
1: like CTE. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, like Austin Collie. You remember him for the Colts? Yeah. Um, who seemed like every other week he was getting his his head blown off yeah. by some illegal cheap shot like if you're talking about a p- injury plugged like that so where that dude probably has to like still drink his meals through a straw every day no <laughs> like don't i'm not signing up for that um but if you're talking well, Austin
0: like was never even a superstar anyway so
1: <laughs> he's just the first one that comes to mind as far as serious yeah. injury problems um but if you're talking about like so, I don't know. With Derrick Rose, I don't know if he's a superstar. I don't know if there's a specific
0: person. Uh, so, Derrick Rose like... was somebody who I thought of. So
1: Okay. So, to me, I look like a Derrick Rose versus, a... I don't know. Who would be an example of? In the end, I mean, that's part of that's part of the question, the problem, right? You can't think of no bench right. player stands out because they're a bench player. Right. Um, I don't know. Somebody who's a sixth man yeah, who's never hurt. Yeah.
0: Um, hmm um who's someone oh man there's an i'm trying to think of an
1: (sighs) maybe like a duncan robinson for the heat you know Uh like he comes in and makes three pointers i mean he's a solid player though so i wouldn't even say he's a bench player i mean
0: yeah i I guess that's the point i think is if derrick is pick choose your bench player and yeah but the point is, is like the bench player you're going to have a career you're going to make money you're not going to ever have the fame that someone like Derrick Rose does you're not going to have your own shoe like Derrick Rose a huge
1: contract
0: yeah, yeah. but Derrick Rose part of the reason that he told the Bulls that he was sitting out for so long was because he legitimately said he was concerned about like his kids weddings and graduations like will I be able to stand and walk because right. his legs yeah. are so beat up.
1: That's where I wouldn't want to be, you know? And that's why I guess it depends on the kind of injury. That's why I, I would rather. because you
0: said CTE specifically. So, like, leg injuries, like, or if you look at pitchers that have chronic elbow and shoulder. Tommy John surgery. Well, I mean, Tommy John nowadays is fine. Like, pitchers, you, you miss a year, right? Yeah. But you come back and you're able to be fine. But more like okay. if you blow out your elbow or your shoulder even post-Tommy John, and at, you get to a point where all you can have is restructural surgery. That means you probably can't pitch anymore, but they can fix your arm mostly. But Yeah,
1: I'm not going to do that. If it's the kind of thing where it's just like, man, like every time Shane's about to make a start, he reaggravates aggravates his, back his spasm, hip injury. Or, yeah. yeah, back spasms or he's like uh, a hernia toe, maybe or yeah. something. Yeah, like something like that. A um, hernia. That's... Th- <laughs> that's the ideal situation yeah every week i get a hernia then no that doesn't sound great either Um <laughs> but just like the kind of nagging injury that keeps me off the field or the court or whatever but doesn't change my day-to-day life as a non-athlete um i would take that but if you're saying it's the kind of injury whether it's cte or a serious injury that affects your mobility and things like that Heavenware. or anything that if aff- anything that affects life expectancy like those kind of things um I mean, again, you can't really pick your injury maybe in this hypothetical, but yeah. um, I would rather be a bench player who just makes a living than somebody who has the rest of my life be ruined. Um, but if you're talking something not as serious, I'd rather have a career that burns fast, make my money while I can, and then retire yeah. as a disappointing, often injured player who had made a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. For me, my answer was it really depends on which sport you're talking about. Yeah. Um, for me... Like we kind of covered them, right? Like football, you're primarily going to deal with a lot of CTE issues, um, maybe some leg issues there, depending on mm-hmm. what position you're playing. Basketball is definitely going to be a lot on your legs, and that's where you're going to hit a lot of your injuries there, your legs and your knees. And then in baseball, I talked about your shoulders, and at least for a pitcher, that's going to be the most of it. Um, in hockey, I, I'm not even really sure exactly what the most common hockey injury would be. I know CTE is a concern. In the I NHL. mean, losing
1: your teeth, but that never makes you miss time. <laughs> so. Right.
0: It's almost hard to call that an injury, you know? Right. That's ca- just what happens when you play the sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, my my biggest fear with yeah. hockey is. Mainly because I've seen the replay of it, but the the Clint Millarchuk injury when he got his I knew exactly what you were when he got say, his, thr- <laughs> his throat his throat slid open with an ice skate, <sighs> like that, and that's happened more than once, not to him, but to like other players in the league. That video was brutal. Oh yeah, to watch. Yeah. Well, it's so strange yeah. because you it happens and you don't see anything at first, yeah. like nothing happens, and then the minute he takes his goalie helmet off, it was just. <laughs> Huddle of blood on the
1: yeah on the ice. it's just gross watching it knowing what happened yeah. it just you just feel like sick watching it yeah
0: well speaking of things you'd be sick watching um would you rather get pooped on in real life once like yeah or would you rather have rumors spread about you like wildfire that you'd like to get pooped on even if you actually don't for the rest of your career i don't know this who i'm referring always...
1: to so <laughs> yeah i don't know um wow both no um so this one it's always been the question right is like which one's worse the actual thing happening or everyone thinking you did it yeah yeah um which has been a like an interesting hypothetical not just for sports wow um
0: and if you if you do it maybe you end up liking it
1: (laughs) Right. it's a (laughs) win-win so when it says rumors spread like wildfire okay If this is the kind of thing where it's just social media rumors, I'll deal with that. That's fine. But if it's the kind of thing where all my friends and family, like my wife and kids, are going to spend the rest of their lives thinking this happened, then no. (laughs) I'll actually have it happen. (laughs) And not have the the rumors. (laughs) But yeah, I guess... It just depends how you define the rumors. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I would agree with you based on what you said. In my opinion, I was kind of thinking that these rumors are like everybody knows. Like okay. everybody knows that you like to get like pooped parents on, Except for you because you don't like to get pooped down. Like you are the only one that knows oh, you don't wow. like it, but everyone else
1: knows that you like it. Everyone else. Then, oh, yeah, poop on me. <laughs> <laughs> Open up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm right now yeah that's that makes it an easy decision I mean, for me honestly, like, as easy as this can be, but as yeah.
0: listen before becoming a dad, poop scared me a lot more, but since you <laughs> having kids like poop that's true poop is like part of everyday life, and you just deal with poop on your hands and true, like i mean it would definitely be worse on my chest, but like o b j reportedly liked but
1: <laughs> he's gonna make a great dad yeah he's gonna <laughs> have no discomfort whatsoever
0: no yeah no shock factor when it comes to the, the poop oh uh, uh, speaking of dads you should go check out dad Bod central on wednesday nights at eight thirty p.m central time Sh- a shameless plug right speaking of plugs we're so old school on this episode that we're not even really uh doing ads we have like one <laughs> ad read on this normally we have like three or four
1: yeah, we, it'll be. We'll miss the nuts.gov ad on this one. Yeah. Because um, yeah, we're not going to redo that ourselves. But <laughs> yeah, tune in next week to hear your favorite ad again.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, what's what do we have next? Let's see. We have the weekly scorecast.
1: Thunder sounds.
0: Every week, our very own meteorologists, us. Throw out our hot takes and score predictions for big games around sports. Trust us, because like predicting the weather, we won't be wrong. Where's my music at? I'm not hearing anything. I, just, I was just your, about to say,
1: I completely forgot how this song goes. Your
0: weekly scorecast... Figure <laughs> figure it out, man. I'm about to read the ad. I need some music <laughs> All right, in I'll the make background. It up. Your weekly scorecast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. So come prop up with thrive fantasy this season especially now that mlb nba nhl nfl are back over at thrive fantasy they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only (laughs) ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport you will select various player props under different categories for each respective sport each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over under based on its likelihood to occur For example, you could take the over on collarbones Aaron Rodgers will break or the under on how many of his family members will still send him a Christmas card. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. So far, Thrive has awarded over $1.3 in prizes since launching in 2018. So go right now to your App Store or Google Play Store, download the Thrive Fantasy app, or you can go to their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Use our promo code FNFantasy when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit $20 or more. So sign up and prop up today. Was that it? All right. Not a sponsor. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> So Thrive Fantasy, not a sponsor. <laughs>
1: all right. So as we look at our scorecast, uh, you want to start with the NFL?
0: Yeah. We don't need to run through all these games, but just like what games stand out to you. Um, but before we like just talk about games that stand out to you, let's talk about our NFC North games that we have going on, because those are the mm-hmm. games that matter the most to us. So We'll start with the game that includes the most NFC North uh, teams, and that is the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Mm. So I am going to be cheering for the Lions hard this weekend. I would love nothing more than to see the Lions beat the Green Bay Packers. The Lions have had a recent history of beating the Green Bay Packers somewhat soundly when the refs don't intervene. Um,
1: So quick side note, uh Cleet Bershaw. Blakeman, Bleakman, Uh whatever his name Uh is, the ref from that game, he's refing this game again this week. So thanks for that, NFL. Thanks a lot.
0: That seems like an oversight, to be honest with you. Just
1: like, yeah, even if that's completely unrelated, which whatever you believe whatever conspiracy theories you want, listeners, but um, it feels like the kind of thing where maybe let's just not put him in that game (laughs) for a couple years, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. Maybe
1: avoid that. Because um, it was well, our first game against them last year where we had those issues.
0: Saying so. that just kind of confirms what I was going to say anyway. But <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I I agree with kind of the notion out there that Aaron Rodgers is on a revenge tour. He's not happy with how the Packers offseason went without signing any extra help for him on the offense. So I think Rodgers is going to look forward to really, I don't know, I think he's gonna be looking to take it to everybody, any opponent that comes his way. Um Oh, he's gonna take it all right. That's right. Bend over and put put it in. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a bitch. Uh this is an unedited episode, everybody. <laughs> um so oh, yeah. <laughs> uh I, I I'm gonna pick the Packers to win. Um yeah. I think the Packers will win comfortably, but not like a blowout. I think it'll be like like an eight or nine point win. I was gonna something. say 10 or 12 so it's still okay. like still within two scores um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Packers 32 Lions
1: 24 yeah uh I mean so this I'm gonna pick kind of the same thing point spread is six I think the Packers win and cover that spread they win by more than a touchdown um I might make a bolder pick here if the Lions hadn't collapsed the way we just saw um and if we didn't still have injury concerns right so at the end of that game against the against the Bears we had our 4th, 7th and 8th string corners we just signed a couple more at least one of them Tracy Walker is not going to be back this week um so yeah super depleted in the secondary which is a bad place to be depleted when you're facing Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. um so you this guys is should the kind just of put I'm,
0: like all of your all of your corners on Devonte Adams, <laughs> and just make him throw to his bad receivers and see if they catch and it. hope they drop. him. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this is one where it feels like I am going to pick a higher scoring game. I don't think the Packers defense is as good as some people thought. I think last year was kind of their ceiling, um, and the Vikings put up what thirty four on them last week. Uh, I feel like the Lions put up at least thirty. But this to me feels like a thirty to forty-two kind of win. Hmm. Um, so high scoring, but I don't think the Lions, with their injuries, have much of a shot. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. But we'll if the see.
0: Lions are looking for a cornerback, do a you remember Prince Samukamara on the Bears? He's yep. out there because he was signed to the Raiders mm-hmm. and then he was he was cut. So I think he's out there. The Lions should try to sign Prince Samukamara. Alright, the next hmm. matchup we're gonna look at is my team, the Bears, who are hosting the New York Giants. Um the Bears, I believe, are uh I think they're
1: a uh, real quick this article from six hours ago. Lions reaching out, interested in free agent, Prince of Mucamore. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see.
0: Um So fun fact, okay, so two Thanksgivings ago when it was the Bears twelve and four season and they played at detroit on Thanksgiving um mm-hmm. there was a certain uh, i think it was i think it was Eddie Jackson had a pick six in that game, and the Bears did like this kind of like dance number in the end zone, and they had somebody like singing with the football and stuff, and it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like a motown thing like they were doing like motown moves and he was like pretending to be like James Brown, I think or something, and it was Prince of Mukemara yeah. who was doing that so. If he gets any pick sixes with the Lions, you can be in you'll you'll definitely have some good touchdown just celebrations. Bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, but so Giants at Bears. Uh I think the Bears are favored. I think they're at I don't remember exactly how the numbers work, but I thought saw them at negative five and a half.
1: Uh yeah, five and a half points right now is the the line.
0: So that means that they're favored to win by five and a half points. Yep. Yeah, I think the Bears will cover that. I think Mm-hmm. that the defense will definitely show up against the giants they were slow against detroit they gave, they let the lions put up way too many points i think that saquon will have a much better game than he did last week against the steelers i think the bi- so more than 6 yards <laughs> is that all he had <laughs> yeah oh then yeah he'll definitely have more than 6
1: <laughs> i know cuz i started him in my our other fantasy league ah. yeah
0: no, I, I was going to say, I, I see Saquon, I, I don't think he'll break 100, but I see him rushing for like 80, 85. Like,
1: yeah, I was going to say like 70 and a touchdown or something. Yeah, something but, like
0: that. Yeah. um yep. But I, I see the Bears <coughs> containing pretty well. I see them putting pressure on Daniel Jones. Um, I think the Bears will cover that point spread. I'm going to pick the Bears to win. I think it's going to be another ugly one. I think it is going to require some form of Mitchell Trubisky heroics at the end again um but I'm gonna pick the Bears to win uh we're gonna go with 28 to no no I want to feel we're gonna go with 30 to 24
1: okay I think the Bears win this 24 13 I also think they cover the spread um saquon will run in for a touchdown but the bears defenses will look better than they did against the lions and i, I mean it's not even that they look that bad i do think the lions offense is good yeah. even with galladay being out so i think part of that with it being opening week and the lions having um a, a solid offense um <laughs> as bad as the rest of their team is but i think they're going to look a lot better against the giants yeah. they contain saquon for the most part uh when comfortably so
0: all right. Next up is the Minnesota Vikings at the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to choose the Colts to be an upset here. I'm assuming the Colts are the underdogs. The Colts are
1: favored by three, but oh, it, so they're the home team, yeah, yeah. so it's probably they're just getting the edge because they're the home teams. So.
0: Uh, I'm I still think most people would view the Colts as the underdog here, but I'm going to mm-hmm. pick the Colts to upset, win, beat the Vikings. It'll be a narrow victory, but they will win and. Uh, there's gonna start to be some there's gonna start to be some uh very serious concern up in the Twin Cities, uh starting at 0 and two. So I think the Colts are gonna win uh we're gonna go with twenty six twenty one.
1: As much as I'd love to imagine that concern in Minneapolis, <laughs> um, I do think they win this game uh 20 to 17 i just don't have much faith in the colts i do think the vikings might be worse this year than i kind of projected them to be um just maybe on some of the stuff i've seen i mean they had a tough matchup week one so maybe they come out on fire game two um but i just don't have faith in the colts yeah i think philip rivers is done and washed up they already lost their top running back i think taylor will be solid but it's a lot to ask for him to carry the workload uh as a rookie um yeah i think the colts go oh and two and there's a lot of questions in indianapolis like you said about minneapolis so um yeah i'm going vikings all right uh any other matchups that are interesting to you or that uh um you kind of plan to be watching uh
0: um hmm. i i don't know how much of this game i actually will watch i'll check in on the Thursday night game, um, Bengals at Browns, um, hmm. mainly because I haven't watched any of Joe Burrow yet this season, and yeah. I think it's a very likely scenario that Joe Burrow will show up Baker Mayfield, and I'm just I'm kind of curious to see hmm. how that plays out. So that's my one thought there. Uh, I'm not even saying necessarily the Bengals win that game. I'm just saying I think Burrow as by season's end will have a better opinion by most people than Baker Mayfield. I got you. That's yeah. kind of what my opinion I, is.
1: I'd love to see the Bengals win this just because I'd love to see the Browns go 0-2. <laughs> Another year of big expectations, yep. talent all over the roster, and nothing uh, Yeah, nothing to show for it. So the,
0: there's This one game really intrigues me, and it's the Washington football team and the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Same. two... Yep. Teams that are on the come up, you have the Cardinals, who I would say definitely have a more complete team right now than the well, almost said the Redskins than the football team does. How dare you? Yeah. Whoops. Um, but the football team does have, uh, Ron Rivera as their coach, and he's a great coach. He's won Coach of the Year multiple times. Um. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know who i pick to win this game. I think I'm going to pick Arizona to win it, Um, but the game is going to be interesting. Um, You also have, in theory here, Ron Rivera is technically a defensive-minded coach, and what is Washington's strong suit? It is their defense at this point. Eight sacks against Carson Wentz and the Eagles last week. Um, Chase Young on the line there. I think you have this you know a very talented defense against cliff kingsbury who's leading more of a you know a college style offense it's supposed to i think be high scoring eventually and so Mm -hmm. it's just a very interesting matchup and i'm gonna pick arizona to win um i think it's gonna be something where it's like 27 to 24 27 to 26 i think it'll be a really close game
1: yeah, that's a good one too. I really like Washington. I hope they do well. As much as I hate to say it, because half the team is like Ohio State players, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, yeah. you got Haskins, Haskins and Chase Young. Yeah, you already mentioned Chase Young. So, yeah, I think the the Washington Buckeyes will uh, yeah win this game. What, but if, but they, yeah, what if they? What if they change their name to that? That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so annoying. But um, and they just and adopt then,
0: the, the Buckeyes uniforms, <laughs> right? <laughs> just
1: because, as long as yeah they maybe then the buckeyes have to change to so, yeah move to a different conference or something i don't know um <laughs> but yeah those later games <laughs> yeah lots of later games that are interesting to me i'll just run through it really fast uh my upset of the week i think the chargers beat kansas city whoa um that's my bold pick it's very bold see what the, the point spread right Ty now Taylor. is yeah <laughs> the point spread right now is nine so, yeah, that would be a big upset. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll at least cover. I think that's going to be an interesting game. People are kind of writing off the Chargers. They could be an interesting team this year. Baltimore versus Houston, a couple of big AFC teams, kind of who is going to be that team the, that know, separates them. That match
0: and, that matchup intrigues me, but I just have Baltimore winning it. Like I don't yeah. even have much to say other than I think Baltimore wins.
1: And I do think they do because I think they're the team that, like last year, is going to be able to most – Well, I guess last year Houston was better than Baltimore. But kind of the team that last year, looking at the AFC, is kind of considered the second-best team. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Baltimore, after this game, will kind of distance themselves and separate themselves from the rest of the AFC and kind of turn it into a two-team race. Um, And if I'm correct and uh, Kansas City loses this week, then you'll have some interesting questions as far as who's the favorite in the AFC. Um, And then... Also, looking at AFC, New England against Seattle. Perfect Sunday night game. That's a good Sunday night game. Super interesting. Cam versus Um,
0: Russell Wilson.
1: Yep. Get to see uh, how much more success do we see New England build on after their week one win. Uh, Seattle and Russell Wilson obviously looked really good.
0: I don't know who the underdog or the favorite is here, but I would pick Seattle to win this game.
1: So, right now, Seattle's favored by three and a half. Okay. Um, Yeah, which I would pick Seattle to win by more than three and a half. Yeah, me too. I think this feels like a game you win by at least four, like a 27-24, or not 27-24, like a 28-24 kind of win. Um, I think you probably win by a touchdown, but yeah, that'll be a fun night game. And then there's Monday
0: night, and then the Monday night football game is Saints at Raiders, and that really just draws, Mm -hmm. I think the Saints will win easily, but I think that, that only... The only interest I have in that game is really that the Raiders will be opening up at their new stadium in Las Vegas, and so i will be kind of cool to look into that a little bit.
1: And this is another chance for Jacobs to uh, show out on a primetime stage, and at this point everybody knows he's a good player, um, but I think he's a really good player, and I think within another, not even that long, another year, he's going to be considered one of the top few running backs in the league, if he's not already. Um. So, I expect him him to have a big game. Raiders
0: here, so. fans argue that because they picked Jacobs with one of the picks they got from the Bears for Khalil Mack. So, Raiders fans have argued that the Raiders have won the Khalil Mack trade. Base- I think it's
1: too early to say that. I but agree, I think but they could, it's interesting. By the time their careers are over, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. All right. NCAA football, uh, USF. At Notre Dame, I talked about this briefly earlier on. Um, listen, Notre Dame needs to come, and they just need to do – they need to look good. They need to look like a top-ten team against a, an unranked opponent. They need to put up a huge lead and allow very few points. I'm hoping for, so, like, something ridiculous. Like, last year they beat they beat New Mexico, like, like 47 to six or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something like that. Like give me yep. a, I don't know, like give me a 49 to 13 win. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be a little more conservative than that. in My pick, I'm going to go with 42 to two. I'm going to go with 42 to 13, but okay. I would like to see you be close to 50.
1: Yeah. I think it's at least a three score win. Um, so I'll pick a similar score, but yeah, pretty easy win and something, another step for the offense, something you can build on. So,
0: yeah. all right. Uh, the only other game I have listed on our rundown right now is Miami university of Miami versus Louisville, simply because it's the only game this week that has two ranked opponents facing each other. And mm-hmm. Miami's at 17 and Louisville's at 18. And so that's kind of interesting just that they're both right there. Um, I, I don't have many thoughts on these teams other than I know that they'll that they both are challenging opponents for Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame has to play Miami this year. I think they only play Louisville. Um, so I guess I'm looking forward to this game just to see what Louisville has because Louisville last year gave Notre Dame a run for their money on Labor Day when they played to open the season. So uh, I don't really have a score prediction. I don't have anything about that other than that I'm just I'm interested in this game. I'll. Pr- probably plan to watch at least some of this game to see what Louisville looks like um, Mm for when Notre Dame does have to play them
1: yeah with this one because I just have been so checked out with football because I'm still trying to follow just so I have an awareness of what's going on Um, but normally this is something I'd be all over and really interested in this game but my interest just hasn't been there for college football obviously so uh, I don't know much about either team but I don't think Manny Diaz who coaches for Miami I just don't think he's a very good coach so uh it seems like Miami every year comes out ranked and then quickly slips out of the top twenty five. So I think they start that slide by losing here to Louisville.
0: Nice. All right, let's move on to MLB. Uh we have Twins at Cubs. Uh and that series starts on Thursday. uh no. Starts on Friday. The Cubs have an off day on Thursday. It's a three game mm-hmm. series Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um the Cubs have been pretty good as of late. I'm gonna <laughs> Pick the Cubs to continue that trend the Cubs will win two out of one here against the twins and further secure their play their imminent playoff spots so mm.
1: same I'll pick the same thing two to one uh the twins are a solid team yep. but I think the Cubs are enough better that I'll give them the edge to win the series um yeah two to one
0: cool. Next up is Indians at Tigers, the four game series. It's a Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday series. Um, the Tigers, last time they played the Indians, from what I recall, Tigers won two out of three, correct?
1: Yeah, back when we thought that was a big deal. And that was, I, I'm still happy we did yeah. because we struggled against the Indians for so long. So just to kind of end some of those streaks and those records so that at least next year they don't talk about how long it's been since we won a series. Um, So Uh, thankfully we got that off our backs there because I think we lose this series three games to one.
0: Okay. Yeah. The Tigers have just not looked good lately. No. Um, I'm sorry, man, but I'm going to pick the Indians to sweep. Yeah. And I just think it'll be the – this series will be the final final nail in the coffin for the Tigers' season. Any Tigers fan that there is out there that still has playoff hopes, I think, will be dashed, even really two games into this series against the Indians.
1: And I agree. I think it'll. I think it's three to one, but three one is also enough to basically effectively end playoff hopes. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: All right. Next up, we have Cubs at Pirates. That's next week's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. Um, I I think this will actually be an interesting series to back up from the twins one because i think the cubs will look really good against the twins and then i think the i think the pirate series is almost like a trap series like i think Hmm. i think the cubs will i think it'll be a i think the pirates will win two out of the three and i guess this is Uh my bold pick of the yeah this is my bold pick out of our mlb selection here i just uh I don't know. It seems like a very Cubs thing to do to, like, basically secure your playoff spot, beating the Indians and the Twins back-to-back, and then you go and play the Pirates, and you just kind of, like, you're kind of in a lull. You're just kind of waiting for the postseason to start. I don't know yeah. if at one point, at what point Ross might start to maybe lessen the reps of some of his players to try to get them rested up for the playoffs. I have no idea when that would start. Um hmm. So, again, my bold pick is going to be the Pirates take two out of three against the Cubs.
1: That is bold because the Pirates are terrible. They're very bad. And they've went two and eight their last ten. But I like what you said there. Um, So I'm going to pick the Pirates to win one game. They'll still lose this series two to one.
0: Okay, cool. And then lastly, we have Tigers at Twins. It's a little two-game series. Uh, I'm going to pick a split here just because after I picked the Indians to sweep the Tigers, Tigers are going to be – Uh, desperate for a win I think they'll scratch one across against the Twins
1: yeah I think we get one of these games here depending on pitching matchups Um, our offense just isn't consistent enough to win games regularly Uh, but I could see us putting up six seven runs in one of these games and uh, getting a split here
0: all right NBA we alluded to earlier Lakers versus Nuggets Uh, you said you think the Lakers will pretty much win handily in this series um, yeah,
1: my bold prediction is, once again, the Nuggets find themselves down 3-1, to one, the memes are flying, everyone's talking, and then the Lakers win the next game to uh, win in
0: five. That actually seems really accurate. That <laughs> seems like something that definitely happened. But, to be different, to be bold, I'm going to give the Nuggets that crazy, crazy strong will they have. <gasps> What's the matter?
1: You, I'm just waiting to see. Are you going to do it? Are you going to pick him to go to the fight? No, I'm not going to I'm going to pick the Lakers oh. in the 7. I'm going to pick the Lakers okay. in the 7. But I'm going to
0: give Well, that's respect. I'm going to give the Nuggets pushing the Lakers to 7 and LeBron closes it out. He stops the stops the silliness and <laughs> moves on with the Lakers. Uh next up Celtics versus Heat. Heat lead 1-0. Uh you're you alluded to earlier saying that you feel like this is definitely a like a seven, six seven 6-7 game series. It just has that feel to me, yeah. yeah. Um man, I really liked the Celtics, but after seeing the way the Heat played and the way the Heat just dominated the Bucks, it's hard to pick against the Heat. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna go this might be I would call this slightly bold. I'm gonna go the Heat okay. the Heat and Six. Okay. The Heat are obviously the hot pick. Yeah.
1: Pun intended. Um but yeah, I mean they've been playing like the best team in the NBA. They've been flying through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I do think the Heat win the series, but there is a part of me that wants to. The Heat
0: have only lost to, one game in this playoffs, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Oh. So, uh, I believe. Yeah, I believe so because they swept, and then lost one to the to the Bucks. To Bucks, and that was yeah. like a desperation
0: yeah, right. win from the Bucs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so. There's a little part of me that really likes the Celtics. um, I like, I still
0: like the Celtics. I really would take either of these teams
1: if the heat weren't as hot as they've been. Exactly. um, And they're already up one, nothing. I feel like they win this in seven. All Um, right. But I am going to put that at seven. Just, yeah, it's a, it's a good series for sure.
0: All right. Um, so Tampa Bay versus New York Islanders. We kind of touched on this. Um, Tampa Bay leads 3-2. to two. Uh, To me, to me, Tampa Bay is just too good of a team. I think they come back and win this next game, and they win in six. Agreed. All right. Yep. So then the next thing I wanted to touch on is stars. Dallas Stars with Tampa Bay Lightning. If we go with the Tampa Bay Lightning winning this series, how do you yep. see that series playing out? Oh, Based on man. what you know. I, I, know this, I know our knowledge about the Stars. I know little about the Stars. I know a little bit more about the Lightning, but
1: yeah. I think it could be a very high-scoring series. Like you could see games that yeah. are like six to four, yep. six to five, seven to five. Um, I feel like it goes back and forth for a couple of games. Maybe you end up two to two, um, but I, it just feels like something that Tampa Bay is going to win in like six or less, maybe five games. Um, the yeah. Stars have been playing really They're well. An
0: underdog though, for sure.
1: Yeah, I would give this to Tampa Bay in six. But I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas comes out and continues the hot
0: streak. So, Yeah, I was going to pick Tampa Bay in six as well. Um, so since that is the same and unexciting, I'm going to go ahead and I'll go Tampa Bay in seven. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, that concludes. Uh, the. We didn't even get to the U.S. Open in the PGA Tour, which starts – uh yeah t- on uh starts today on thursday as well
1: are you actually going to be watching some
0: of it or not uh we'll see i've got a lot of sports to watch this weekend <laughs> uh yeah probably at some point there'll be a lull that i can flip over to it um yeah. but i'll probably follow it a little bit on my phone um i haven't watched in a while
1: but uh it's something that i'm more interested in now than i would have been when i was younger same in catching some of it but golf um, is definitely like you said there's so much else going on that-
0: golf i grew way more interested in as an adult than yeah as a kid so yep same all right well let's find the silver lining I host Silver. Away. Away. Well what I'm excited about is just that the Cubs have a five I think we said a five and a half game lead. There's ten games remaining. Um the Cardinals and the Brewers and the Reds have to do something absolutely spectacular, historic, uh, unlikely in order to really knock the Cubs out of a playoff spot. So basically I'm declaring the Cubs a playoff team. I'm excited for a playoff run. Uh, that first three game series makes me nervous, but I know we can do it. I know we can. And I'm gonna I am all in. I, I think I think the Cubs can beat I think the Cubs can beat anybody. The matter of the fact is, which Cubs team will show up? The team that is able to score at will or the team that struggles to scratch a a run across against a Brewers team. The Cubs didn't score a run for 17 innings against the Brewers. And then all of a sudden, in the last 10 innings of that series, they scored 16 runs. So it's like, let's see what Cubs team shows up. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. What about you?
1: So I do think, real quick, that the Cubs are going to make the playoffs, lock up the division, but I am making a note of when you said this because that clip is going to be really funny if the unthinkable happens and the Cubs fall, drop out of the playoffs. They, they will not. There's... <laughs> Where you said, I'm declaring them a playoff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> – but, no, I,
0: you're there's right. no way. Uh, there's no way that they drop out at this point um, yeah. because even if they dropped out of the top two – um the top yeah. two the central they still have there's still five games better than the top wild card spot and six games better than the last wild card spot yeah. and there's only you basically 10 games have to left. lose
1: like eight of the next 10 and have several teams win yep. seven or
0: eight games yep. so yeah i just don't see it happening
1: no. no i agree so um so that is a good silver lining and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see as we get into the playoffs, yet another one of your teams making the playoffs when mine don't. So uh, we'll both have a team we can kind of track.
0: And right now it would be interesting the Cubs would play the Phillies. And the Phillies are an Mm -hmm. interesting team because that's a team that uh, not exactly like the Browns, but they're like the Browns in the sense that they have a bunch of big names and they have a lot of talent, but they have not performed to expectations. The Phillies are one game over five hundred right now. Yeah. and they've been fighting for their playoff lives this whole time.
1: Yep, It'd be an interesting series, and I, I mean that's the kind of team you hope you don't face, right? The team with a lot of talent. Yeah, exactly. Who, who could get has hot. under who's underperformed, but maybe gets into postseason mode and it clicks. Um, that'd be a good I would matchup. Hate that.
0: Though.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so for my silver lining, we talked about Big Ten is back, Woo! and th- that that's got to be my silver lining, but. Again, i just got to say I am so disappointed with the way everything played out. Yeah. And this year and this season is going to just be a shadow of how good the Big Ten normally is. So many things have gone wrong, been changed, uh, but it's so much better than not having football. And I will take it. It's better than nothing. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I was concerned about not happening, not being able to see even though it looks different, like I was really excited to see the matchup with Shea Patterson being gone. Dylan McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, and Joe Milton are our two quarterbacks. So they've been battling. Uh, the question is which one of them is going to start. Unfortunately, it looks like Joe Milton was winning this battle, and Dylan McCaffrey today just announced he's transferring. Um, of course. So it's, Watch him go be yeah. really
0: good somewhere else.
1: <laughs> right, right. Of course. So it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, that still probably played out like you thought it would. But um,
0: does he know where he's going yet? Or is he just no, saying he's going he just, to the portal?
1: He's declared. Yeah, he's going to the portal, I believe. So, yeah, it's a it's, I mean, obviously, that's a negative because you'd like to have a second a back, a good backup quarterback. But it looks like he might have even been third on the depth chart. We wow. have a freshman we brought in who's a five star. And so nice. um, basically the whole point with that is like some of those things I was most excited to see going into the season with Michigan. I still get to see. But just not in the same way I would have been able to. In where, did,
0: uh, where did Christian McCaffrey play?
1: Uh, Stanford. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah he was I was Stanford back when they were actually good. I don't see
0: Dylan going there. But yeah, I don't know where he'll go, yeah. Anyway.
1: Huh, but yeah. So, Maybe will so, come to Notre Dame, f- who
0: knows. Maybe,
1: that'd be crazy. <laughs> he is a good player, but yeah. it's uh, So, s- still excited to see how things play out, but just disappointed that they're going to be played out differently and affected by the big tens incompetence
0: yeah yeah i'm excited for you that you'll get to have college football this season yeah. especially because you're more passionate about it and know more about it than i do um but it is disappointing the way the big ten handled this and yeah
1: yeah and i'm really curious to see once games start like once we get up to game week am i still gonna feel as kind of apathetic and uninterested as i do right now like today when i saw the news the big ten came out I wasn't like celebrating, so I'm just like, oh my, my, all right. You're just like, I mean, I okay. guess they're coming back. Yeah. But there is still that part of me that really will care. And when football's back, I know first game of the season, Michigan's about to play. I'm gonna be really excited. Against Appalachian State.
0: <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> not again.
1: <laughs> um I just don't know how much that's gonna be limited yep. by everything so we'll see but i'm excited to find out
0: for sure well that was uh that was hopefully if, if you made it this far then you're a true listener through 50 episodes because our our version of our music was not great but we appreciate what i thought it was phenomenal <laughs>
1: except for when i completely forgot that one song
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm a realist here all right so i, pre- I appreciate you guys dun 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 well that's what we're
1: frustrated about today what about you share your frustrations with us or about us at real fn podcast on social media or frustration nation at shugershot go voice your frustrations and leave us a review And if you're frustrated that this episode is over because you want to hear more, be sure to look for new episodes every Tuesday, Thursday, everywhere you can get podcasts, and be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do, or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription, or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps, even $1, which is a dollar more than either of us spend on voice
0: lessons.
1: Makes a big difference for us. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate.
0: Cool. Episode 50. Here's to 50 more great ones.
1: Yeah, how it's going to be funny. Like after 50 episodes, thinking back to how different it was when we started. uh, Yeah. Like what are things going to look like 50 episodes from now?
0: Yep so if all
1: reflecting on a lion's super bowl win
0: that'd be crazy (laughs) hey 2020 anything can happen
1: not that (laughs) a lot of things can happen but i wouldn't say anything can happen (laughs) sol